This episode of the HE Tips Cast is sponsored by TextHelp. Boost reading, writing, and learning confidence with TextHelp. TextHelp is a world-leading specialist in assistive technology and literacy support software. They believe that literacy skills are every student's passport to academic, social, and professional success. They create smart, friendly software supports that enable young people to read and write with confidence. Read and Write is their award-winning software designed to support struggling readers and writers, English language learners, and students with learning disabilities by providing an easy-to-use toolbar that helps with reading, writing, research, and more virtually everywhere. Read and Write is available on Windows, Macs, and as a Chrome extension, and on both iPad and Android tablets. To find out more, visit texthelp.com slash readwrite. Need to make more time for reading? With Fluency Tutor for Google, you can do just that. This time-saving, leveled reading and assessment tool helps busy teachers bring struggling readers up to speed. Teachers can share an unlimited number of reading passages with students, then listen to, score, and provide feedback on their recordings. Try it for free at FluencyTutorForGoogle.com. To find out more about TextHelp and their award-winning software solutions for educators and students, visit TextHelp.com or call 1-888-248-0652. That number again is 1-888-248-0652. Hello and welcome to the AT Tips Cast, where we explore free or nearly free tools and strategies that can be used to help all learners, including those who are users of augmentative or alternative communication devices. I'm your host, Chris Bouguet. This is episode 153, recorded on May 10th, 2016. This is the third episode in a series of episodes exploring the selection and implementation of AAC devices for students with language impairments. In the last installment, we looked at planning for and targeting one or two words per week. The episode ended with a question. If the task before you is to try to teach thousands of words, and you were going to try to do that one or two words per week, which words would you start with? There have been many studies that show no matter how old you are, toddlers all the way up to elderly, humans speaking English use the same set of words most frequently. This varies slightly but overlap greatly with the idea that the words we use most frequently are approximately a specific set of maybe 350 words. These 350-ish words that we use most frequently are commonly known as core vocabulary. Primarily, core vocabulary are verbs, pronouns, adjectives, and prepositions. Here's a quick list of what research shows to be the most frequently used words. I... It, me, myself, my, mine, you, your, here, there, away. Who, what, when, where, how, this, that, finished, go, good, bad. Come, do. Does, did, drink, eat, get, give, more, gone. Hear, listen, help, say, stop, take, like, turn, see, make. Give, want, happy, sad, good, bad, bad. 
Now, then. You can find an entire list by going to bit.ly slash marvinlistpin. That's bit.ly slash marvinlistpin. These words tend to make up approximately 75 to 80% of all words used in any given language sample. The other 20 to 25% of words are what is called fringe vocabulary, which are primarily nouns. Imagine if someone recorded your next conversation and then listed out all the words that were spoken in that conversation. You'd find that about 75 to 80% of the words spoken would be from a list of approximately 350 words. And the other 20 to 25% would be considered fringe vocabulary. So now let's consider this. If the amount of time you have to work with a student is finite, meaning you only have so many hours in a student's career to work on language, and you are trying to get them as close to spontaneous novel utterance generation as possible, listen to episode 151 to snuggle up with Snug. You can get the biggest bang for your buck by targeting these 350-ish words. Many of these words have natural pairs, so when I say up, you say down. When I say go, you say stop. When I say on, you say off. When I say here, you say there. When I say this, you say that. When I say core, you say vocabulary. Go core! This is why you can target more than one word per week. Other core words, though, like the word what, for instance, doesn't have a natural partner that immediately pops into someone's mind. For these, you might just focus the lessons on that one word for that week. Simply saying, hey, teach core vocabulary, isn't as easy as it sounds. In order to teach core vocabulary, one needs to restructure how they say things to students so students can have an opportunity to respond using core vocabulary. Using open-ended phrases rather than closed-ended questions is one way to do this. For instance, instead of asking, who blew down the house, you might ask, what did the big bad wolf do? The AAC user could then respond with, he blew it down. Instead of asking, what did the big bad wolf blow down, one might ask, what happens to the house? It went down. Instead of saying, who is this, and pointing to a picture of the big bad wolf, one might ask, tell me about this wolf, so the student could respond, Big, bad, brown, angry, not good, hungry, he takes it down, he blew it down, he goes after pink ones, he bites, he tries to eat them, he tries to eat the pink ones. It takes some strategizing, planning, and practice to begin restructuring how a teacher converses in such a way that users can respond using primarily core vocabulary. Be careful not to fall in the trap of constant questioning. Instead, make sure to model responses as well. After all, your first charge is to teach language, not quiz people about it. Make sure the lessons are instructional in nature. Specifically, what I mean by this is make sure you're teaching vocabulary in some way, not just an ongoing barrage of assessment questions. What follows is a sample conversation where one person is modeling on one device while the user responds on another device. Note how the conversation is just that, a conversation, not a series of questions. This sample conversation takes place after having read a story about a snail. Did you like it? I did. I did too. He was slow. Slow. Right. Not fast. Slow like this. Slow. This is slow too. You go slow. Go slow. Right. That is slow. 
So to sum up, the AT tips in this particular episode are AT tips 484, use open-ended questions rather than closed questions, and AT tip 485, state things in a way where students can respond using the vocabulary on their device. Just adopting core vocabulary likely isn't enough for a user to achieve spontaneous novel utterance generation. There's more to it than just handing a teacher or student the 350 words, and 350 is still a lot of words, and teaching one or two words per week. Using core vocabulary is a good start, but don't fool yourself into thinking that core vocabulary is the only thing you need to teach. It's one aspect of a much more complex problem, and we'll get into those other aspects in future episodes. If you're a long-time listener to the AT Tips cast, you might remember that this isn't the first episode mentioning core vocabulary. Episode 54, The Small Mermaid, alludes to it as well. Then episode 116 was completely done using core vocabulary. This is the first episode, however, that just outright explains it in what I hope to be a clear and concise way. I hope you can use all of these episodes to educate others on the necessity of using core vocabulary. Until next time, may all your interventions be inclusive, may all your strategies be supportive, and may you always teach a language using core vocabulary. Oh, and... Happy Better Hearing and Speech Month from the AT Tips cast.